Hello, this is Father Michael Eads from the Toronto Oratory, and you're listening to Lexio et Oratio, a short spiritual reading podcast followed by a reflection. Abandonment to Divine Providence by Jean-Pierre de Cossade, S.J. Chapter 1, Section 2, The Duties of Each Moment. The duties of each moment are the shadows beneath which hides the divine operation. The power of the Most High shall overshadow thee, Luke one thirty five, said the angel to Mary. This shadow, beneath which is hidden the power of God for the purpose of bringing forth Jesus Christ in the soul, is the duty, the attraction, or the cross that is presented to us at each moment. These are, in fact, but shadows like those in the order of nature, which, like a veil, cover sensible objects and hide them from us. Therefore, in the moral and supernatural order, the duties of each moment conceal under the semblance of dark shadows, the truth of their divine character, which alone should rivet the attention. It was in this light that Mary beheld them, also, these shadows diffused over her faculties, far from creating illusion, did but increase her faith in him who is unchanging and unchangeable. The archangel may depart, he has delivered his message, and his moment has passed. Mary advances without ceasing and is already far beyond him. The Holy Spirit, who comes to take possession of her under the shadow of the angel's words, will never abandon her. There are remarkably few extraordinary characteristics in the outward events of the life of the Most Holy Virgin. At least there are none recorded in Holy Scripture. Her exterior life is represented as very ordinary and simple. She did and suffered the same things that anyone in a similar state of life might do or suffer. She goes to visit her cousin Elizabeth, as her other relatives did. She took shelter in a stable in consequence of her poverty. She returned to Nazareth, from whence she had been driven by the persecution of Herod, and lived there with Jesus and Joseph, supporting themselves by the work of their hands. It was in this way that the Holy Family gained their daily bread. But what a divine nourishment! Mary and Joseph received from this daily bread for the strengthening of their faith. It is like a sacrament to sanctify all their moments. What treasures of grace lie concealed in these moments, filled apparently by the most ordinary events? That which is visible might happen to anyone, but the invisible discerned by faith, is no less than God operating very great things. O bread of angels, heavenly man, a pearl of the gospel, sacrament of the present moment. Thou givest God under as lowly a form as the manger, the hay, and the straw. And to whom dost thou give him? Esurientes implevit bonis. He fills the hungry with good things. Luke 1.53 God reveals himself to the humble 
under the most lowly forms. But the proud, attaching themselves entirely to that which is extrinsic, do not discover him hidden beneath and are sent away empty. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Angels of God, our guardians, dear, to whom God's love commits us here, ever this day be at our side to light and guard, to rule and guide. Amen. Most sacred heart of Jesus, teacher of teachers, have mercy on us. St. Philip Neri, gentle guide of youth. Apostle of Rome, vessel of the Holy Ghost, pray for us. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Like a sacrament. When theologians want to avoid making a theological mistake, they'll use the word like. In other words, Jean-Pierre de Cossade is not saying that the duty of a present moment is a sacrament, meaning it's not some kind of eighth sacrament in addition to baptism, confirmation, the Holy Eucharist, anointing of the sick, confession, marriage, and holy orders. Those seven sacraments were instituted by Christ. They're the ordinary means of giving us grace. And he's not saying that the duty of the present moment is the same kind of sacrament that those seven are. It's like a sacrament. In other words, like the Eucharist, which comes to us under very ordinary appearances. So God comes to us now in very ordinary appearances. In the ordinary events of our life, God's operation, his providence, his grace is at work. In the Eucharist, under the appearances of ordinary bread and wine, the Lord of glory is present to us. Under those appearances, the Lord of glory renews on our altar his passion, his death, his resurrection, his ascension. But to the eyes of the body, it's just ordinary bread and wine. The whole drama of our salvation is being replayed, as it were, under these shadows, under these accidents, under these ordinary appearances, or in baptism, the pouring of the water radically transforms the soul of that person. It changes it forever, impressing upon it an indelible, and irasable mark, washing away original sin, pouring into the soul the Holy Spirit himself, who brings with him grace and love, hope, faith, under the ordinary appearances of bread and a regular afternoon, incredible things are taking place. That's what happens in the seven sacraments. But in the, the sacrament of the present moment, this moment, right now, God is at work, but with the eyes of our body, we don't see it. The present moment is like a shadow, a sign of the divine operation. And who understood this? Mary. For in the moment of the 
incarnation, the moment in which Christ, the Son of God, became a sacrament, as it were, a sign of God's presence, a hidden sign of God's presence. She discerned under the words of the angel, under that the events of that afternoon, the ultimate plan for salvation for humanity. And in saying yes to that plan, in accepting the hidden plan of God, she won the grace, she won the favor, she won the love for all humanity, for all time, for us. But again, her life in the scriptures is very ordinary and simple. And yet, enter that ordinary and simple life, the incarnation itself happens. God takes flesh in her womb. Jesus Christ is formed in her. But that is exactly what God is doing, or almost exactly like he's doing in all of us. I'm at pain, St. Paul says, until Jesus Christ be formed in you. The word becomes flesh in each of our lives. Each of us is somehow a little extension of the incarnation, a prolongation of the incarnation. Each of us is meant to be another Christ, to bring him to other people, to prolong his divine sonship within us. And just as Jesus Christ was formed, first of all, in Mary's womb and in her heart, under ordinary appearances, so throughout the ordinary events of our day, God the Father, through the Holy Spirit, is trying to form Christ in us. And what do we have to do? We have to be faithful to the duty of each moment, which is a kind of sacrament, like a sacrament. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen.